Another SBS Pop Asia podcast. It's the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the nine most successful otaku markets of 2017. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share it with all of your friends. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, a Happy New Year. If you're listening to this late, then I hope you are enjoying your Christmas. Uh, what are we planning to do for Christmas this year? Opening presents. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, are we going to have, like, a party or something? Or, like... I'm having a party on the 20th. Anyway, we just came back from uh, the final anime con of uh, this year for us, uh, which is Chicago Con Alt Delete. And uh, how how did you enjoy that? I actually really liked it a lot. It's nice to go to one of these like more smaller cons. It's not too overwhelming for us, but I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Like, it, I think it was good because like we got to actually like hang out with um, like our YouTuber like friends who we never get to see. Like, geez, when was the last time we met up with Misty? Uh, I think that was in Texas. Was it Texas? Yeah, it was Texas. I guarantee you, it was Texas. We Dude, didn't... that was like April. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's been a long time since we all seen each other. Yeah, and that, I think that was the last time we saw, like, Doom and Vash. April? And... Are you sure? Because, like, wait. Oh, that, no, we, no, we saw him at AX. Yes. What, what are you talking about? But I thought that Anime Matsuri happened after for some reason. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, my Anime Matsuri was April. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we went to Chicago Connell Delete. We'd never been to Chicago before, so it was uh, the first time for the both of us. Um, I really liked the con because it was, like, a really, really small convention. I think there was, like, three... 1,000, 2,000 people, something like that. Yeah. Because it was all inside of a hotel, which is the first, like, kind of convention I'd ever seen. It's, like, everything, like, all the panels and, like, the signings and whatnot were in this, like, one hotel at the Hyatt um, in, like, ri- like close to O'Hara uh, Airport. Is that how you pronounce it? O'Hara? Or is it O'Hare? Uh, I said O'Hare. I think it's O'Hara, from what I heard. Anyway, Chicago Airport. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we got to hang out with, uh, Misty, uh, Gaijin Goomba, uh, Ryavash, Doom. Uh, you met S- Sonya for the first time. Baby and I think, we, I think we both did. No, I met her at AX very briefly. Mm. Yeah, during my signing. But yeah, we got to hang out and, uh, oh, Holden as well, Holden Reviews was there. Um, so yeah, it was a very fulfilling, uh, fulfilling, it was a nice way to end the very excruciatingly long con year that was this year because I think I've went to I actually counted it yesterday I think this con the Chicago con was my eighth con this year seventh okay. seventh or eighth con something like that so uh yeah very long mm. <laughs> so let's get into the topic for today um yeah what? so the topic we're going to be talking about today is this article that I found at a uh, go Boyana. thank you go Boyana, as always you my boys um, which I thought was really interesting and we could like kind of share our, uh, experiences about. Yeah, sure. And it's, uh, the title is, here are the nine most successful otaku markets of 2017. So it says, every January, the Yano Research Institute releases a report on otaku markets. The reports highlight the financial health of various subsections that intersect with anime and gaming. So basically it's, basically it's the nine things that gave the, like, anime otaku 
like industry the most amount of money. Yeah, so this is extending beyond anime, just so you guys know. Yeah, so it's that, not just anime. See, that's why I, I like to call my channel, like, more than an anime channel. It's more otaku channel-based. Right. Because there's so many different things that I'll talk about. Mm. Because it's like one one thing kind of leads to another. Like, anime just for some reasons is sort of like this middle this middle ground. Of you like, can't ex- really, like, avoid talking about other otaku stuff when you talk about anime? I think it's just because, like, anime is part of, like, a specific Asian culture being Japan. Right. And then, like, other Asian cultures just kind of make their way in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of unavoidable for, like, especially, like, people like you and me who talk about anime, like, especially in more of, like, a a generalized standpoint rather than, like, just talking about one series. I mean, we do those videos as well, but... But anyway... So, um, yeah, so we're going to list off, I guess, the top nine, because we have nine here, and basically, like, give our insight of as to how much, at least us two, were able to, uh, what's the word, uh, cooperate, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, to add on to yeah. that, uh, that market. So, number one, which I thought is surprising yet not surprising, is Idols. It made 210 billion yen, or 1.8 billion dollars, up 12.3% from last year. That doesn't really surprise me at all. I'm pretty sure it doesn't surprise you either. I mean, like, in multiple parts of, like... Well, just basic marketing of entertainment. Mm. You know, celebrities. They they are just big money makers. And then in idol culture, you've got... I mean, I'm not even talking about Love Live. I'm talking about AKB48 all the way up to K-pop. Even maybe some individual artists specific to those Asian cultures that we may have never even heard of. Because I know China has quite a few. And I have Mm. never... (laughs) I've never really dwelled into any Chinese idols in my life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I feel this year as well, like... More people were obviously talking about... I mean, you know, of course, like, as you said, like, the whole love life thing. But also, like, I don't know about you, but isn't this year that more and more people are talking about K-pop? And, like, like, K-pop idols? Because, like, I had heard of K-pop idols, like, last year... But I mean, nobody's been talking about it as much as this year. I mean, another YouTuber said is that, like, K-pop, ha- it, it's nothing new. It hasn't... It's been around for so long. However, I think just the... I think just the growth of BTS um, has just really oh boomed. God. And then also, like, Gangnam Style kind of opened up a bigger uh, door to those who may have never heard it before. Dude, it's gone to the point where, like... I don't remember if I talked about this in a past podcast, but, like, it's gone to a point where, like... I, tr- I tried to make, like, a behind-the-scenes video for, like, a skit that I did. And so, like, I so I linked it in the description being, like, here's the behind-the-scenes or the BTS. And then right. people are like, oh, my God, Joey likes BTS! I'm like... No. <laughs> I mean, whatevs, bro. Like, I remember I put up a video, like, playing with some anime filters on, like, the lineup. Yeah. And w- one of the filters was, like, one of the band members calls you. And then... Uh, what? Yeah, one of the filters, it makes it seem like one of the band members of BTS calls you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his name's... I, I can't remember. Jahei? Jahei? No, not Sangwoo. That's that's a completely different thing. Um, but no, I, I had that up, and then all I said was, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then all the BTS fans in the comment section being like, oh, you hurt. You hurt me. But, okay, to be fair, though, I was just joking, because I actually knew that was from BTS. But the I have no idea who he is. I just know that the only reason they'd have this Korean pop star online, mm-hmm. I'm like, everyone's talking about BTS. If it's anything other than BTS, then I don't know what they were thinking. Also, because like, it was in this like little group of 
uh, boys that I kept seeing. So I'm mm-hmm. like, this is probably a guy from BTS. Why don't I just mess with the fans and act like I have no idea who the hell he is? Yeah, it's I don't know what it is, but it's like... I know so many of my YouTube friends and even non-YouTuber friends who, like, got into K-pop this year. Yeah. I don't know what it is, though. Like, I mean... It's just a rising boom. Like people are just try- are just learning now why people love it so much. Mm. And also, I mean, it's just this genre from Asia that we can finally kind of integrate. Our, what's our personal standpoint on K-pop? I mean, my personal standpoint is I I actually can appreciate a good K-pop song. I have quite a few. My favorite is FX. I mean, I know that's a little bit more like old school and classic and really not that extravagant for those of She's you that such are a retro fan. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking to all of like the really hardcore K-pop fans. I apologize. I haven't really dwelled too much into it, but it's just that one thing again that like being in otaku it just puts it in front of you and you just can't help but like dwell into it a bit so i can personally appreciate a good k-pop uh song as far as bts goes i've listened to a couple of songs Eh, i mean i'm i could be just speaking just because i'm a little bit older but i don't know are you sure we want to step into that landmine right there yeah whatever i mean i'll just be honest Uh, right now i all i'm gonna say is maybe it's gonna take some time to grow on me i've heard Mm. a couple of songs already and uh, i haven't gotten hooked yet but, I mean, there's so many people that seem to love it, so I'm just going to wait it out. In the meantime, I'm still looking at idol culture in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I just went the opposite way on that. Number two being Dojinshi, uh, $720 million. I'm surprised that that's number two. That is I mean, two. it doesn't surprise me it's in top ten, but number two next to idols is Dojinshi. And you know what's interesting is that compared to the last couple of years, the attendance at Comic has actually been dropping. Huh, and yet it's still number two. Like, okay, hmm. for those of you who don't know, Comic A, uh, which is short for Comic Market, is the basically the biggest anime convention in the world. It's in Japan. It's held twice a year: summer Comic A and winter Comic A. I think winter Comic A is like next week. Um, but basically, unlike most like Western like uh, anime conventions, uh, the Comic A Japanese uh, anime conventions is mostly just a place where doujin artists come and, like, sell their doujin. So, like, think of it as, like... Think of it as, like, the entire convention is just, like, a one massive dealer's hall. Like, that's basically Komike. It's it's a dealer hall with, like, hundreds and thousands of, like, individual artists and, like, writers who are trying to sell their doujins. Yeah. Um, because there's a common misconception that, like, all doujins are sexual, which is not the case at all. Like, doujins can just be, like, fanfics or, like, you know, like, um, or, like, parodies of, like, already existing shows and whatnot. Right. So that's basically Komike. So, yeah, it's interesting to see that, like, doujins are up 2.8%, even though uh, less and less people have been going to Comic A recently. Like, apparently, summer Comic A is always massive, but, like, winter Comic A these last two years, have, like, the attendance has been, like, dropping hmm. for some reason. Is it dramatic, or...? It's not dramatic, but it's, like, it's noticeable. Okay. Yeah. So, that's really interesting. I mean, you know, I also bought a bunch of doujins, not at Comic A, even though I'd love to go to Comic A. Maybe it's be I don't know, maybe it's because people anticipate that it's actually gonna get bigger. Maybe? And then the opposite happens where everyone thinks that and then it's just oh. Yeah, I don't know. Although I think it is as well that like this year there were like a lot of like series that like really sparked a bunch of doujins to be made. Like how many Eromanga Sensei Doujins were there? Mm, 
I mean, I didn't check, but I wouldn't be surprised if it has its own section. Or yeah, own it floor. easily has its own section. It has its own floor, from what I saw. So, yeah, that's interesting. Number three, which uh, we're going to skip over because it is sexual. But number four is cosplay. Uh, okay. $308.4 million, but down 7.9%. Uh, It says the cosplay industry suffered the sharpest decline despite the growing popularity of cosplay events and Halloween. They believe the field has become more competitive, which has forced storefronts to lower their prices for pre-made costumes, items, and handicraft items. So, wait, what does that mean then? Like, so basically, the they think the reason why cosplay is still massive, but they think the reason why it's taken the biggest dive in terms of growth is because not because the number of people cosplaying has decreased if anything the number of people who cosplay has increased yeah but because it's increased the like sale like or the price for each like cosplay item has decreased mm-hmm. and so like it hasn't like quite rounded up like okay. there hasn't been enough people to level the price down of certain like cosplay items Mm. Um, what do you think about that concerning your former cosplayer? I mean, yeah, I personally, well, my story's a little bit different why I left the cosplay community. One of the biggest reasons is just because YouTube came in, so I just didn't have any time. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I really can't say why cosplay is sort of going down. I mean, I, I would say mainly because it reached its peak already. Mm. It, it's kind of like what we were talking about with like other things, like such as like YouTubers, um, I think cosplay really reached its peak about, like, five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's when, I guess, like, all of these professional cosplayers started coming into light. Mm. And I'm talking more than just, like, Jessica Negri, but there's also, like, Yaya Han. Uh, there's also Miss Habit. Like, I, I know a whole bunch of people. And right. Um, right now, it's, I guess it's more so, and also we had a TV show dedicated to all that stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But right now, cosplay is just more of, like, even though it's going down, it certainly will never die. Like, oh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, As it, long as there are, like, TV shows that people enjoy, or, like, franchises that people enjoy. Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, as as long as entertainment exists, there will be someone to dress up yeah, as it. So, exactly. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that... When, when people say decline, people often think that it's a continuous thing. Mm-hmm. But I personally think it's, like... You will reach your peak, and eventually you do have to kind of, like, just stay, like, neutral for a really long time. Like, you'll come down. So, I mean, you can't always be going up. So, I mean, cosplay, it's still bigger than ever. It still has grown, like, in comparison to, like, 10 years ago, yeah, like, so many cosplayers are just all over the place mm. but uh personally for me also i mean i haven't maybe it's just because i've been outside the loop but i don't really hear anything about like the cosplay community at all yeah i think a lot of them though do tend to keep it like very very private yeah maybe or, or either that or like there aren't like a lot of stories of like people becoming friends with other people and then them turning out to be like terrible people like i think I think cosplayers can kind of just figure out even before they've met someone if they know... Like, they probably already know just from the way they cosplay that, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to be friendly with this person. Um, or, like, I don't want to be friends with this person. Maybe? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's just the cosplay community. Just, like, sometimes it can be kind of, like, toxic amongst each other. But I feel oh, the cosplay community is the an- used to be what the anime community is like. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Or rather, whenever- the anime community used to be... It can be. Yeah, what the cosplay community is like. I don't know. I think any, like, small competitive community like that 
tends to have like a lot of like toxic people. I mean, we can like, honestly say that about like anything. Like take idol culture. Like I don't know anybody that's in the K-pop or idol industry, mm. but I guarantee you remember when we were watching that one documentary Tokyo Idols, the first thing I said was like, "Man, all these really cute girls in AKB48, I just you know, at the end of the day, this is competition. I can only imagine what happens behind the scenes in right. drama because every, every little, like, every big thing where there's multiple, I guess, like, people that are doing it, such as, like, I guess in our case, YouTube or in cosplay or in idol culture. I mean, just take it, like, even simple things like school. There will always be drama amongst each other. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, as far as cosplay goes, it's it's definitely not as, like, hectic as it was at like five years ago but it's definitely still bigger uh like bigger than it uh was 10 years ago and also i mean it's not gonna die i i really doubt it's gonna die so let's see the fifth one is figures 286.3 million dollars that's where you and i fall in yep pvc collectibles haven't seen much growth despite being carried in more mainstream store stories without concrete data uh, but there is a belief that mass-produced, lower-priced figures have turned off hardcore otaku accustomed to high-priced, high-quality goods. I will kind of agree with that. I mean, there. Ha- I think we we fall into that. Yeah, like, we uh- we fall, we're like if we see two figurines, one that's like really cheap but like crappily made, mm. versus like a really high-quality figurine that's also like fairly expensive. We tend to go like at least you and me tend to go more towards the highly like the high quality high priced figurines i feel well yeah because figures i mean in general they're already not cheap and anyone who collects like anime figures i think a lot of us tend to just be very picky well i think we also understand that like it's an expensive hobby yeah is well yeah and so is cosplay i mean just matt and when i see something that's like mass produced such as every contact collection yeah like because, you know, for example, you see those contact collection figures up there? Yeah. Each one was only five to eight bucks. Yeah, And yeah. that still blows my mind. Yeah. But they still look really good. But yeah, um, I definitely think that, like, when you mass market something or if it's, like, all, like, if, I don't know, besides Nendoroids, mm. uh, I feel like a lot of other things such as the Kantai ones uh, kind of turns us away. And we're more inclined to just, you know, if I already can spend... I don't know, 80 bucks on this one figure. I'll probably spend like 300 bucks on a much better better figure. Yeah, yeah. We're very, in short, we're not very smart with our money. <laughs> we're not very smart with our money well, in the I end. I mean, you know, like, I've seen people criticizing, like, people being like, oh, why is this guy spending all of his money on, you know, stupid, uh, you know, Japanese figurines and whatnot? Like, it's such a waste of money. And I'm like, well, it's money that we made, so we kind of can decide where to use it it's know? fandom it, that, it's a fandom it's, no, it's like it's like i can say the same thing about like if a guy buys like a really really expensive car i'm like why would you buy a really really expensive car and i bet you their rebuttal will be like hey at least like that one can function and we can ride it around i mean it's it's entitlement it's the fact of that you have it and it's yeah. just pretty we it, think of it we think of buying like a really expensive high quality figurine as like some like really high class dude would buy like a really expensive painting. Yeah, in you my, know? it's, in it's our, art. We're paying for the art. I've, like, let's put it this way: we would our dream more than getting a, a new fancy car mm-hmm. is having a life size figure of our favorite, like, oh uh, yeah, character. That uh, that what was it? What would you do if there was a life size figure of Shinobu? 
Like, I would 100% get it. But what if it was like 10,000, which I wouldn't doubt that, that that would actually be kind of like optimistic. Well, no, like you were there when I really considered buying that $10,000 Berserk figurine. You didn't consider it, but I you did. wanted to. I, I like, it's, I got really, I was like, if I have the room, I would have got it. Would you have, though? I would have. I mean, if we were living together, I would have been like, why? No, no, yeah, but then I would have been like, just read Berserk and you'll understand. <laughs> we need to do, we, we, we need to dedicate a podcast, like, bring on a guest that loves Berserk just as much as me. Yeah. And just talk about Berserk. You can talk about this more than I can because number six is boys love. Oh, okay. Well, that made ninety three million dollars. Well, you can still you can still kind of add into that. So, boys love Yowie. Uh, no, not not. I'm not saying boys love Yowie. I'm saying boys <laughs> boys love is Yowie. Yeah. Um. Essentially, that just means like. The main market for these is girls. We have, like, this fantasy of just shipping, like, guys with guys because we just think it's cute and adorable. And some of us just also find it kind of, like, erotic in some, in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, that's a huge market. Um, because I, coming from Fujo stances, well, all the, a lot of the merch for, uh, that stuff is super cheap. Yeah. And, um, just, Going to Japan, I mean, how many floors of yeah, like they they have floors like at the very top of uh, yeah, they're kind of like hidden away near like the top of like the the upper floors. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what the store is called. It's not Amiami. That's a website. It's animate. Called, yeah, Animate the on the Kebukuro Animate. Yeah, yeah, the top of Animate, which is like this huge anime merchandise store. The top of it, there's like two floors dedicated to uh, boys' love. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is what's written here. It says men on men love saw a slight decrease. Uh, decrease of 0.5% due to a lack of hyper-popular series like Yuri on Ice and yeah. Otsuma-san that aired in 2016. However, Yano believes, the, the guys who came up with these numbers, that an increase in published series and lower online prices are responsible for the t- slight tumble. That an increase in what? Yeah, so they believe that they believe that the reason why it's a slight decrease from last year, like the amount of money that Boys Love made, is because there are more series. Oh, Yeah. So, what do you think about that? I guess so. I mean... Like, usually, like, most people think, oh, there's more Yaoi, so there's more to buy. But that wasn't the case with Boys Love. I mean, I guess it's partially that. I guess when it comes to... You can say it with really any merch. I mean, the doujins or... The the boys love doujins that tend to do well are of some of the most famous like boy themed anime. Well, so yeah, like when Attack on Titan, yeah, Attack on Titan, like that was ridiculous. I mean, and I think it's just because there's just not enough of those themes. Right. I, I think that that would also be a huge factor. Like you can have like you know hundreds of series come out, but we're still gonna pick the ones where it's like very like boy based, and there's just not enough to go around. And mm. in in comparison to I guess with girls, like how many love lives and Ero manga senseis do you see? Probably yeah. way too many. So I'd say like with boys love, I mean it matches the amount that's available. Like yeah, so that I, that, that's what I would say. Uh, number seven is Eragaze. Uh, $140 million. Do you want to define Eroge? Eroge is basically a, a, a game for adults. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way we can say it. Uh, Eroge saw a bit of a contradiction. Online sales are up, 
but they weren't enough to offset the falling physical sales. In fact, the arrogant industry has been falling on an average of 9.1% for the past two years. I would say that that is because, well, physical copies aren't really a thing. no one buys physical copies anymore, yeah. Yeah, that's probably one big thing. Like, every time I go on the floor that has, like, Eroge games, like, I don't see anybody picking anything up. No. Unless, like, it's mainly just the, like, the really, like, older crowd that I've been seeing. But other than that, I mean, you've got Steam and stuff and such. So I feel like with Eroge... you can't buy Eroge's on Steam. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, besides Nekopara. Yeah, but that's the all-ages version. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that one, I would say availability and demand, uh, because the availability is all physical, but nobody really wants the physicals. They would like digitals. Right, So, right. I mean, there's, there's my two cents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I agree. Like, every time I go into, like, a Dojin store, there's always, like, also, like, Aragaz, like, physical CDs and, like, packages of Aragaz. And it's almost always like full. Yeah. Like I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen. The only time actually I've ever seen someone buy like a physical CD of Arage was Raina when oh. she came to visit me in Japan for the first time, and I took her to like one of the uh, hentai stores, mm. and she bought like three like physical like Arage CDs, and I'm like, wow, I think you're the first person I've ever met that actually buys the CDs. And she's like, yeah, that's because I can't get it in America. Yeah, and the one thing that, like, I really wanted to buy when I was there was, like, the uh, the Nursery Rhyme one. It's it, The company is called Nursery Rhyme. Yeah, I was or gonna no. say, like, that's a bit of a weird title. No, for or actually, I think I think that's the title of the game. But really? The, yeah, but the company is called Lump of Sugar. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. No, but, like, when I showed it to you, because it was only, like, ten bucks, and I was like, dang, I could really buy this right now. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I'm, I'm so you pissed. Have. Because it was actually the first Edelgate I ever found out about. Really? And that I really, really liked. Is and, it good? Huh? I don't know. I never played it. Oh. I only, I only know the opening and, like, every song to that game, because, like, back on YouTube 2006 somebody uploaded the opening of that and I was like oh my gosh these girls look super cute and I didn't know what an Edelge game was I'm like I'm very confused of what this is but these girls are really cute then I found out the game tried to download that uh, like uh, through the Japanese website Mm. Um, but yeah no I found the physical copy I'm like for nostalgia reasons I'll buy that but other than that I would rather just find something that's online it'd be nice if they had translations of everything Number eight is dating simulators, uh, 136.6 million. Dating sims saw growth for the fir- for the first time in two years. Uh, the reports say that the genre may have topped out in 2014, but the acceptance of automa games have brought in an increasing amount of female gamers. Yeah, no, because like again, availability and you know, Fujos will get our hands on whatever comes out. Yeah, no, yeah, that's interesting because like I can I can vouch for this one because like look how many like dating sims came out on steam this year yeah that says something it's like an incredible amount and it's not like news just new stuff either Mm. like and it's not like indie stuff that was made by like people here like here in the west like you know like the clan ad uh visual novel yeah which was made like over 10 years ago got a kickstarter which got funded in less than 24 hours and then it was like number three on steam for the first week that it was out Mm. and that's a 10 year old game and a dating sim, basically. I guess that's just because availability. Exactly. I mean, because be- yeah. people are on Steam, and maybe, like, the people that played Clanad back then, you probably had to really try to go find it, for all I know. I think so, yeah. Um, and now it's just right there, so people are like, yay, we can finally get it. Or maybe people that already played it just do it for the convenience that it's on Steam. Either that or it's like the viewers of the anime were like, oh, I can mm. find, I can find, finally get this in legal ways. You know now. what, I think a big part of this comes from the fact that, you know, what we said with Japan, how they're kind of slow on keeping up with things, so 
um, with these like visual novels and eroga games and whatever, uh, when you finally take the time to put it in the stuff where the market is, such mm-hmm. as Steam, then you will see an increase. Yeah, I feel like. Absolutely. But if you want to continue to you know stocking your store up with physical eroga games that aren't even translated, good <laughs> luck with that. And uh, number nine is uh, familiar territory for you, Vocaloids. Uh, that surprises me, actually. 88.1 million, up 4.2%. Uh, virtual idols saw an uptick in sales thanks to concert events and merchandising. Okay, I guess it surprises me and not surprises me. Mm. So it's it's not surprising because of how big Vocaloid is. Mm. It, But it's also surprising just because of, like, that is so specific. Like, that actually dominates a market in itself. Yeah, and it's um, number nine as yeah. well. Well, I think it's because also that's one of the... Besides idols, like that is like 2D coming to life. Like that kind mm. of rocked it out. Like, can you imagine if Love Live had like 2D concerts or like Dude, 3D concerts? The moment Love Live has virtual concerts, yeah, is the day that it Love Live truly dominates the anime industry. I feel, mate, probably. I mean, Kizuna Eye just got one million subscribers. Oh uh, yeah, congrats by the way. Congratulations to Kizuna Eye. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. But like, no, that's interesting because it's like. I feel like Vocaloids is kind of like, as you said, with like cosplay, like peaked like four or five years ago. Probably, maybe. Like, I I don't know. Maybe it's because I found Vocaloid like four or five years ago. I think, um, no, well, it's yes and no. I mean, even though Vocaloid has been around for so long, I mean, you see a lot of Western like stars also incorporating Vocaloid into their music. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I have just been seeing just the... Uh, entertainment industry just really trying to integrate otaku and anime culture and now k-pop in Mm. because like now people are seeing like underground of all of these people that have been behind the screen that have been talking about this for so long now they want to market it how you feel about that is really kind of up to you because i can kind of get it from both sides it's like my favorite thing that has been underground is finally being noticed by everybody but i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i mean with Vocaloid, also, Miku, I mean, she's such, like, a big thing. Mm. Um, if you don't... She's kind of that one character you really don't need to know anything about. She, yeah. she, it's like, yeah, uh, she, there's all of these songs, but even to an extent, you don't really need to even listen to the songs. You don't need to know anything about Miku to like her. She's mm. just an idol in yeah. itself. Um, and then you hear her sing, it's like, oh, cool, that's the thing. It's mm. like Hello Kitty or, Super, I guess, Supersonico, but... Yeah. But um, have you noticed, though, like, just, like, one final thing, I guess, before we end the episode, is that we didn't see anime, manga, or light novels in the list? Um, anime, I guess so, like, yeah. No, like, an- like, manga sales weren't in the top ten, anime sales weren't in the top ten, light novel sales weren't in the top ten. I guess so, yeah. And that's usually, like, the first three things people talk- think about when you think of otaku culture it's possible that maybe those are in a tier of itself maybe it's uh, just it, no, maybe it I was actually, too given no i actually checked and it was included but it didn't make it to the top 10 oh, okay yeah. well then that's interesting yeah i will blame it on streaming i feel like that too Stre- but but it just proves to like it i think this just proves to show that like or sh- yeah or proves that the thing that's keeping the industry alive is not manga anime light novels like the first things we think about when we think anime or otaku or like any of that kind of stuff i feel like i want to make a video on this now well yeah i've been planning to make a video on this for a while okay and this is just another piece of evidence that shows that is hopefully going to prove my point that uh yeah 
the industry is really changing, or the industry isn't as we think it is, you know? Yeah. I would say anime, manga, and light novels, it'll still always be there, but there are definitely these things that definitely keep it alive. Yeah. Like, there are bigger things more than anime, manga, and light novels. Those three things will not just run the industry, and it's kind of cool how, like, other things just sort of branched out. Which is interesting, because, like, I thought for sure that manga sales would have been up there. Because it's like, okay, you know, when we, when it comes to, like, anime sales, right? Like, obviously, the only... Like, Japan is, like, the only country that still buys DVDs of anime. Mm. And even Blu-rays of anime. Because the West is already past that point. We're using, you know, online streaming services, right? To get our hands on anime. Right. But, like, manga is, like, totally different. There's only one way you can read that, really. Mm. Because, like, you don't hear as much about manga streaming services. I don't even know if that's the right terminology for it. But, like, you don't hear about, like, a manga streaming service versus an anime streaming service, right? Mm. So it's like, the only other way you can get manga is physical form, because it's that's what it originally is. Right. Right? So it's like, you'd think that that would be up there because you have no other choice. Mm. And it's not like manga is dying either. Like, manga is still massive, you know? So it's like... I don't know. It's just really interesting to think that, like, that wasn't even in the top ten. Like, to think that Vocaloid is making more money for the industry right now than manga Hmm. is really bizarre to me. What do you think? That was a really interesting list, and we just wanted to share, like, our opinions on it. Um, What do you think about the list? Uh, Let us know your thoughts using our specialized hashtag. What was it, Ianaki? SBS Anime. Hashtag SBS Anime over on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts and whatnot, any questions you'd like to ask, um, comments you'd like to make. Thank you once again for listening in to another episode of The Anime Show with Joey and Aki. If you enjoyed it, make sure to rate, comment, share it with all of your friends. It helps us out a lot. And if you don't know who we are, then we have YouTube, we have Twitter. Tweet at us, watch our videos, support us in any way you can, because we appreciate y'all. The Anime Show with Joey and Aki, SBS Pop Asia.